using technology to help with infection control. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Tim Panagas, co-founder and chief technology officer at microshare.io. Welcome, Tim. Hi, Tanya. So explain to us, what does microshare.io do? Microshare is about providing a data for people who manage spaces, right? So we're talking about facilities, uh, which can be buildings and hospitals or airports or military bases. Um, we use inform information from IoT devices to bring that together to help them drive their, their businesses. You specialize in using technology to help with infection control. Would you say this task starts as starts off maybe as a hardware challenge or a data science challenge? Yeah, in fact, it's a perfect example of a blend of all those things, right? It's how do we best use hardware and the environments that are easy to procure in a way that allows the data to be high enough quality that data science can make sense of it, right? So it's really not a story of one half. It's a story about putting those two things together in a way that make it good enough to solve the problem today. And that's, I think, a really important part of dealing with a crisis is you can't always optimize both halves because you don't really have the time to invent new hardware um, and you won't necessarily have time to do perfect data science. So it's really about figuring out what can you bring to the table that, uh, that makes a material change in people's well-being. What devices form the hardware foundation for data gathering? So I think it's been highly publicized where people are using smartphones, which is typically a Bluetooth orientation. And Bluetooth is nice because it's inexpensive, it's ubiquitous, it's a well-understood technology. So we are really taking advantage of Bluetooth devices that come off the shelf typically, um, which means we can source them a thousand at a time without really stressing the supply chain. And what we've decided really to do is focus on that commodity hardware and tweak the, the firmware to really make it uh, better able to perform the specific job of managing contact tracing. Do machine learning and artificial intelligence have a role on the data sign? They do. Um, you know, the first task, I think, is to get the data in the right shape for high-quality analytics to be applied. And people usually start with visualization and sort of simple uh, tools to get their job done. Good example of that would be if I have a coworker who has tested positive, then how do I identify the people that they have had contact with over, let's say, two or three-week period? That's fairly simple. Um, from the data perspective once it's available. But a better example uh, around where machine learning comes into play is what if I've contacted a thousand people and I have only the ability to send a certain number home economically, maybe a, a limited number of tests, where should I focus my remediation efforts? So using machine learning to produce scores that allows us to um, ultimately highlight those people that are at highest risk due to those contacts so that we can really focus in the uh, response to be appropriate. So that's that's a great uh, use case for machine learning in this particular case. How do you manage privacy uh, in this data-rich environment? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, um, the extant sort of tools that we've heard publicized have been based on smartphone. Um, one of the simple ways is to address it at the hardware level. If we're using your, your smartphone, obviously you're gonna take that home with you. You're gonna use it in your normal social interactions. It's really hard to kind of limit its use just to the work environment. So step one, I think, is our, um, our choice really for universal contact tracing has not uh, relied on smartphone use, but to provide a, a secondary Bluetooth enabled device 
that you can leave at work, put in your desk and walk away and know that your, at least your personal interactions after work are not gonna be monitored. So that's, I think, step one, fairly low hanging fruit um, for privacy. Step two is something much more radical where we think the solution ultimately to um, allowing employers to be data driven, um, to improve human well-being, but at the same time respect individuals' rights and, uh, and privacy um, is ultimately to do radical transparency, right? So making it very clear what data is being collected about you, what data is not being collected about you, and what's being done with it. And ultimately, I think it's about putting people at ease that their data is not being mistreated and is really going to um, being focused on on helping to address their well-being and, and economic productivity. And so we think that's really the the longer term and uh, deeper strategy for for managing that. How do you build the AI data sets? Is there a commonality between use cases or do you need data sets tuned for specific use cases? Yeah, so um, it's tricky, right? So one of the key problems that we face is a lot of ML is really good if you have a long history of data. And most importantly, you have to have a training set that you believe. Um, so not having a lot of data because this is a new phenomenon, um, it's really tough to train models um, that can be you know, truly predictive about uh, this particular moment in time, right? So what does COVID-19 um, predict? And particularly, it's really hard to say if you've got an epidemiological model, for instance, um, without you know, many years worth of um, really highly clean data, what's your training set uh, in those cases? So what we've actually been falling back on is um, AI from uh, the, pr the previous decade, which is really rules-based expert systems combined with some of these machine learning tools that really allow us to inject into the systems um, sort of the best human knowledge or the, our human intuitions or guesses based on the academic research and the uh, evolving experience of people in the field to automate that, put it into the, uh, the rules-based systems to make decisions. And then as we collect better data, to use that data then to refine and improve those human experiences using machine learning. As we look back on this, maybe five years from now, we'll have enough data, high quality data with, um, with good training sets that, that also know the outcomes that we'll be able to do something in hindsight perhaps and maybe help us for the next epidemic. But really it's kind of, what do we do in the, in the interim absent of really high quality uh, volume data? Then speaking of that, what role do you see for this solution in the time beyond COVID? Well, I think one of the things that is, uh, I, I think the public's eyes will be open that now global pandemics are a thing, that it's, it's a potential that will reoccur. And so preparedness, I think, will become part of the focus and the tools and techniques that we put in place, um, whether technological or whether they're process-wise, I think we'll carry on because people will want to know that if it does happen again, we won't be caught flat-footed the way we were this time. So I do think that we're gonna be learning um, about new ways of doing business, new ways of going to work, new ways of going to school. And I think that will transcend the current moment. And, um, and I think what I'm really hoping for is that people who have to adopt contact tracing uh, just as a way to get back to work, will realize that having data that supports their decision-making is a really powerful thing. And that um, ultimately that education um, should transcend this current moment into you know, needing and wanting and desiring and understand how to work with data in their daily sort of routine um, work life to, to make things more efficient, to improve well-being uh, just in general. 
Tim Panagas, Chief Technology Officer at Microshare.io. If somebody wants to connect with you, Tim, maybe they want to find out more about the work that you guys do. How can they do that? Yeah, so you can find us on the web at Microshare.io. And if you want to connect with me on Twitter, I'm at Microshare underscore CTO. And find more of my interviews right here or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.